On this episode of Taste of Hennessy, have you seen Tom Brady's video? And the NBA draft is next week. We preview it for you. Are you watching Real Housewives of Potomac? You should be. All that now. Hello and welcome back to our second episode of Taste of Hennessy, or as some people on Twitter shout out Sean Trayer saying, Hennessy and him. What do we think of that? I mean, either way, my name's out of it, so I guess it doesn't really matter what we call it. <laughs> this is the second shot of uh, Taste of Hennessy. Oh. And our phone just went off for uh, ESPN alert and ignore that. Uh, any breaking news that we can put on the content? Breaking news. Texas Rangers still suck. So that was all that was. We really. all already knew that. So if you know John and I, you know that I'm a Dodger fan. And John is a Rangers fan and a long-suffering Arkansas fan as well. <laughs> I'm used to being in second place or third or 12th or 16th. Or 8th. Um, but we love his shirt. Shout out baseballism if you're watching us on YouTube. Not baseballism, but it's okay. Not baseballism. Shout out. Pitching Ninja. Pitching Ninja. Sorry about that. We also love baseballism as well. And one other shout out that we wanted to give. We were so thrilled to get these beautiful, beautiful hats. Um, and make sure you check out his Instagram at uh, B-C-A-R-L-A-M-A-R. And his website is fromapenny.com. We got this awesome Kobe hat. We got a Dodgers colorway. And we got um, a Gianna one. So those are beautiful. We obviously love the Mamba. Love the Mamba. Um, and still sometimes it's weird to think that he passed away. It's still, you know. Way too soon. I mean, usually when people soon. retire, you know, you, he does all like a media tour and you just get to see. Like, people make those appearances on ESPN and like podcasts and hear the backstory of like their success in the league and everything. But with him, it seems so tra- tragic and sudden. He retired and then a few years later he was taken from us so it's very sad yeah it feels like there was a lot left over for kobe to do but um he the is e- missed he's about to get that egot you know here you yeah go. yeah such a shame i remember the one time that i met kobe um at a wrinkle in time premiere and he only talked about his girls like his girls were everything to him so you know my heart goes out to vanessa and, and his other daughters just a horrible thing that happened um, and transitioning into more sports kind of goat, we could say, um, conversation. Did you see that Tom Brady video? Tom Brady, man. Is it real? It looked real. I didn't see any jump cuts. I'm not the greatest of uh, eyeballs for that, but I didn't see any jump cuts to heat the ball and his arm were in the shot at the same time. We'll put the video up here for those that we'll watching. We'll the video right here, yeah. Not listening. Uh, obviously, probably listen to it. But what he did for those that are listening is he threw a ball, a football, to into a like a jugs machine, which, mm-hmm. which normally receivers use to practice catching. Get but, the ball yeah. shot back at them. And then the ball went through the machine. Through the machine. And shot back at him. Shot back at him. <laughs> Caught it. Did it again. It wasn't just a one time thing, it was twice. Yeah, he did it back to back. And then he even did it a third time and it walked distance. And it's that kind of shit where you're like, is he a real person? Is he like what? And then sometimes you're like, well, he's pretty good at social media, so maybe I don't know. It could be fake. The thing with the thing with Tom Brady is, like, you love to hate him. Like, he's one of those people that you love to hate. You either he's your biggest fan or he's like your worst enemy. I think winning usually does that. If you win a lot, that makes people hate you more, which is completely easy to be seen. But with that, it's like, I mean, you got Giselle as your wife. He's everything. Bridget Monahan was his first wife. He's won <laughs> seven rings. He yes. left. He left New England. Everyone's like, "Yay! Finally, he's going to the Patriots. He's going to disappear into a non-existence." And then he honestly happens? could have another ring too. If uh, 
if uh, Eli Manning hadn't gotten lucky with a bubblegum catch on the helmet, he'd get out of another ring. And the thing with him is, like, a lot of people people know we like college. Or I like college specifically. Yeah, and, we like college. And, and I know he's a little older. He's been, you know, in the league for quite some time. But I don't really remember his Michigan career. I mean, I know no. Arkansas played him in the 90s. And like, he was, I mean, yeah, they won because they were Michigan. But like, he, he wasn't standing Yeah, out. he was like, he just, no. he just trudged along. He was a part, a part of the, the team, which was like a part of what they thought would happen. You know, it's like he's a team system quarterback. And then yeah. what happens? He goes to a different system and still wins. So maybe he's more important and more successful now. I mean, maybe it's more him and it's not really been about Belichick Sorry, this Belichick. whole time. You never know. Speaking again of sports, <laughs> we're just going to jump back and forth here. I think we kind of decided that our style is going to be just what we like. We're going to talk about what we like. Um, so coming up next week, we have the NBA draft and Jonathan Weaver sitting next to me is going to be associate directing that from Bristol. Um, the draft is going to be in New York. That'll be very exciting for the next upcoming class of draftees. Um, and also if you're watching the video, don't mind us freshly showered, got the hyaluronic acid on the face, trying to stay youthful and all that stuff. But anyways, uh, the draft. So what do we? What are we thinking? I'm not super familiar with any of the people, but we have Moses Moody, I think, from Arkansas. Yeah. We pick. So Top 10 pick. Shout out. We have some Oregon guys, some USC guys. Gonzaga has a lot of like, guys. Names, yeah, some uh, Baylor guys. The usual, sure. usual suspect. Yeah, usual suspect. Uh, what I find interesting, there's two guys that are probably going to go top 20 picks that uh, played in the G League. So they, oh, went, wow. they went from high school or, okay. or internationally. Okay. So one guy's international, one's from America. Okay. Didn't go to college, played in the G League. And then now is in the draft. Now we're getting drafted. And that's, you know, we're of an age when we see LeBron go straight from high school. We saw Kobe, you know, go straight from high school. Right. Uh, and that's no longer the case. So mm -hmm. this is kind of a workaround, which is like kids getting paid in the G League for a year and then making the jump to the NBA. I think it's really interesting, especially now with the NIL and what kids can do in college. Like that could have been something that we have seen more as a trend, kind of like the Ball Brothers, you know, they kind of did the roundabout way, um, which worked out great for them. But now with the NIL, it's like you're probably going to get more money that way if you're at one of these big, like, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina basketball schools. And we saw that story, too, that came up about the Angels minor league system. Right, like right. A couple of players that are, like, living in a van because they, they don't have enough money from the minor league no system. livable wage. Right. And so you see that, and then, like, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second here. Please. Uh, college baseball, big Razorback fan, of course, you know that. Yes, uh, yes. But why would a kid in high school – I know, like that signing bonus is huge. Oh, I could get five hundred thousand dollars. I could get seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of money when you're seventeen. You're taking that lump sum paycheck, but then you're going to be living in a van for three years. When you could go to college, you can make a name for yourself. You could get paid nil bills like yeah. Arkansas or any well, of these big schools. Now you can. Yeah, you, you're getting. I, I, I don't even know the, the the numbers for those contracts, but let's say they're making a hundred thousand. Tyler Top. They're making he's, a. He's lived this yeah. Life. It'd be interesting to ask exactly. this week. But yeah, go ahead. Like you, make, you make $100,000 for four years in college, three years, get drafted, and you still get that same signing bonus, but you have the skills that you've mm -hmm. done in college. You're not living in a van. You're being traveled by private jet instead of tour buses and things like that. I think like the life that college provides athletes now has changed from what used to be like, oh, take the money when you can, I think, especially, in, especially for college baseball. Yeah, I think that that is a really good point. And – I don't know. I think outside of just the athletic ability and the skills that you're honing in when you're in college, you're learning media skills. You're learning 
how to negotiate for yourself when you're seeing the big picture. You have an, yeah, you have an alumni mm -hmm. network. You, I don't know. I, I think with the NIL, it's going to be very hard to walk away from big programs now, especially when we see these conferences turning into super conferences, uh, Texas and Oklahoma now wanting to be part of the SEC. Uh, but what does that mean for sports? Because people just look at things through the college football lens, which it's super easy to do. It's the money maker. It's what most people associate the school with typically. But having these conferences all just kind of eat one another, like you're going to lose the Big 12. I, I think what's happening is, and people have said this on Twitter, so it's like I'm the hot take here. But right. uh, with conferences now, College used to be in some things. Like, oh, the pie, the pride, the pageantry. You know, you'd, you'd always watch Florida, Georgia. You watch, you know, I'm Michigan. My game day at ES. We're talking <laughs> Michigan, Ohio State. Like all these matchups would be steeped in tradition. Like they played themselves. You know, they meant a lot. Is the meaning gone now? What's your hot take? Uh, but the the hot take is that now you're just the minor leagues, right? Like these these. But guys that's not get, wrong. No, it's not wrong. But like. All these, all these college guys are now making money with NIL, which yep. we already talked about. Yeah, a million dollars. The Alabama quarterback as of right now, one million dollars. And now the, all these kids are going to these big conferences. Now they're sitting there, getting the eyeballs that, that you can't get in minor leagues. Right. You can't get when you're overseas. But there's no minor league football. Again, my brain goes back to football. But yes, these other schools where you, I don't know. I think every sport is different because if you're swimming in college, like. What's your goal to be in the Olympics? Not really, because you'd be going down the Olympic pathway, right? So, and then now you see, but, but now you see all these guys like the leagues conforming. They're it's going to abolish the NCAA, like without. I know. With with the power is going to be Greg Silla, Greg Silla, oh, Greg Sankey, Greg Sankey, and the sorry, Greg Sankey and the SEC controlling all the power. When twenty plus, you know, they're talking about right now. There's fourteen, maybe sixteen, maybe going to twenty, twenty-four. If you have all those teams in one conference, they control everything. They could, you know. It kind of Where's goes back to go? the idea of um, when we were having the bubble, right, back in the day. And I don't know if it was Coach K who said it. Some coach was like, every team should just come into the bubble, right? Like every Division One team. Probably wasn't Coach K. I'm forgetting it correct, incorrectly. Um, or remembering it incorrectly, rather. But I think at a certain point, does it just become divisions, like your Division One? Because exactly. we still have the Pac-12, right? We still have the Big Ten. We still have the ACC. Like, these are still powerhouse schools that not only make money, they drum up coverage. They have legacy, like you talked about. But then at a certain point, like, what about these Big West schools or schools right. like that? Like, what's even the like, big deal breaker there? Even like you said, the Big 12 dissolving. You're looking at, like, Texas Tech, TCU, Oklahoma State, Kansas. Like, huge schools, like you're saying. Shout out Marty Canterac, Kansas. <laughs> but... These teams, they don't have a place to go, really. Like, then you're going to have the build new history and traditions outside of what you used to have. Or this is the beginning of something bigger that we see. It's just very interesting, us being on, like, this side of it. It's just funny, too, because, like, I've always heard, like, my grandparents and my father just talking about my father. My father is just like, <laughs> uh, talking about. Brian Weaver, yes. Talking about how these teams, that, like, before there was playoffs, it was all bowl games. It's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. We're at this point where the history of college football and college sports is changing. Totally, and they need to expand that playoff. Again, we're looking through the football lens, right? Because that's kind of the big thing. And I am a proponent for women's athletics and 
I hope that it doesn't have a negative impact where it kind of washes away female powerhouses. Um, but even then, like, look at the SEC, what they're doing now. Oklahoma, huge in softball. Texas, not as big as Oklahoma, but still pretty competitive. Yeah. Joining now the Alabamas and the Floridas, all these other teams. So it's Yeah, the it, recruiting bubble gets yeah. bigger, I think. Because then, if you want to play in the SEC, your school becomes – your school options become bigger. But then now what happens like Stanford? And, That's what I'm yeah. saying. And USC doesn't even have a women's softball team. So maybe there's chance for expansion if they know. At the end of the day, it's about money, right? It's like, how are people going to make their money? And that's what money, um, rules, all. money rules all. That's what and, But you about. saw the numbers from the College World Series for women. Amazing. Numbers Better than the, than the baseball. Yeah, so Super it's, proud it's, of there's, that. There's a, a position and a spot for everyone out there. There is a spot for any, everyone out there. Um, if there's any athletes that you're seeing, I remember Paige, uh, before she went to UConn, she was on my radar. And if you guys have any athletes that you think are up and coming or, hey, check out this video or anything like that, like, let us know because you never know if we uh, can get that video in front of the right people. I'm not the right people. She's the right people. <laughs> we had a really good um, story we brought on Sports Center today. Um, this lovely family that I got to know last night um they uh they surprised their son at his high school baseball game or high school travel team game um his dad had been deployed overseas um they got to reunite right before the game and then we had him on sports center this morning i think that was a really cool story and we can uh put a little video of that right here but and the thing about like your job is awesome because you're like a super sleuth over there you're you're you have a story international super spy <laughs> You have to be on TikTok to get that. But I'm a super spy. But your title is talent producer. Talent producer, yes. But what you're doing is you're you're finding these stories that might be gems on social media. Or people are sending them to me and saying, hey, figure out how to find this but, person. But like what I'm saying, then within 30 minutes, she's gotten, you know, two conversations, a couple phone numbers, emails, and she's, she's making it happen. Ow. Oh, he just hit his hand. He uh, did what I did last week. So we're one and one scoreboard, one and one. But it's super interesting what you do, and it's cool to see like a, Thank you. an idea become action within 30 minutes and then you saw the, the final product this morning on sports center very great cool. story we love to see that kind of stuff um can we talk a second about what we did last week now i know we're a little bit late in posting the podcast but last week i got to do one of my favorite things that i haven't done since the pandemic happened so and since my mom got sick so um she's doing better now but January 2020 was probably the last time I did it, maybe even 2019. And that is my friends going into a Trader Joe's. One of my favorite things to do. Um, we used to go to Whole Foods in the middle of the pandemic, but it was chaos in there. So we've been ordering our groceries. We're very privileged and very blessed to be able to do that. Um, we do the Target drive up. But also, oh, there's something on your nose. But we were. Um, having kind of a, I guess you could call it date night. I don't know. We don't really have like designated date nights because you and I are around each other all the time, but we went to Trader Joe's. It was cool. It, it was, was great. Uh, we wanted to, what time? Can you tell my voice? <laughs> I was literally thrilled to do a Trader Joe's run. But you hear the, like the horror stories of that place where it's like the lines are out the door. We went at the right time yeah. though. Right we, time. Was hard for a little low key, a little more low key, low key a little more low key. Situation. Yeah, definitely not my Toluca Lake old Trader Joe's where you have nowhere to park, so you park on the street. And I'm sorry if you guys are hearing the washing machine in the background. Um, it is laundry day for me. Um, but yeah, I love Trader Joe's. So if you guys have any like secret hidden Trader Joe gems, 
um, please let us know. I follow a couple different Trader Joe's accounts across TikTok and Instagram, and people are creative with what they, they buy. And then I like, I don't know if anybody else has this, but I have like grocery store panic and anxiety where I feel like everybody's behind me and I have to hurry. Or when I'm checking out that everybody's like looking at what I'm doing. And so I feel rushed. Like if it's not on my list, I don't explore aisles, I guess you could say. Um, so when we went, it was like calmer, not aligned. And for those that haven't been at Trader Joe's, it, yes. it's nice because it is a smaller store. It is smaller. It's not that they lack anything because they have everything you need, but it's... They don't like call it out though. What do you mean? Like it's not like... The aisles are tight. Like, it's just, it feels, like, right. small. But you're not, there's, like, how many aisles? Eight aisles instead of, like, 500 when you go to Yeah, but there's no, like, here's the clearance and here's the, right. like, everything's yeah. just sectioned together. It's not like Costco where you literally can't find anything unless you walk around. But it's not like Whole Foods where you kind of have breathing room to, like, grab something off the aisle. I don't know if anybody else does this. I grab things off the aisle and then I'm, like, casually move out of the way if I know someone's there. And I might like saunter down to the next aisle while I'm reading it and then put it back if I don't want it. At Trader Joe's, it's like, you have to pull that trigger. You have to be knowing what you want or people are going to be like bobbing and weaving around you. And I would just love to know any hidden gems because of course on TikTok, people are like romanticizing the experience and I'm like, cut the bullshit. Like I want to know, does this taste good? Is it good for me? I love their green juice smoothies, but... Those things have a lot of sugar. Um, I also got some chocolate covered, reaching for them. They're my little snack. Milk chocolate covered pretzels. These are my little like dessert that I'm loving. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any. What I was most impressed of on the trip yeah. was we spent probably $60, $65 on that trip. Mm -hmm. We got some steaks for dinner and everything like that. Oh, we got but, some filet min mignon. But the the, the, cash or the cashier yes. it doubles up as a bagger if you've never been. He put that all in one bag. It was like perfectly packed. Like it's it was, the Trader Joe's way. It was like it was meant to fit in that bag. Like we randomly picked things and it fit perfectly. No matter any time I've gone, they can fit that stuff in one or two bags. Every He's time. like, is one bag okay? I was like, if you can make it Absolutely. work, sir. Absolutely. But then you got to grab it underneath because <laughs> yeah. you don't want that to but fall apart in the parking lot. Paper month. bags handle super secure. They have flowers. Highly they just have pre-made salads, which I'm not, I mean, I don't really go to, I'm like not going in the office. We'll talk about that next. But I, when I worked in Disney, um, the pre-made salads were more my jam and shout out Megan Crumpacker. Her and I would go and have like Trader Joe's dates and get like cookies or avocados or go to Whole Foods and we would get the um, teriyaki bowls. So I love a good grocery store trip, but I always feel that panic a little bit, especially with COVID. Um, feeling like I don't want to be in there for too long. So if you guys have any tips or tricks or suggestions, we love a good Trader Joe's shout out, Whole Foods, Target. We're kind of all over the place. I don't do stop and shop unless I have to. It's not like it's bad. It just, again, it feels like if you're it's out your here on change. the East Coast. It's your yeah. Albertsons, it's your, uh, Even Stater Brothers, Stater when Brothers. I'm back at home, I felt like when I was shopping, when I was living with my parents, um, I felt like I'm on supermarket suite. <laughs> I have to hurry and I have to get everything. So, um, especially when we were like grab bagging toilet paper and sanitizer. Now it feels a little bit more like things are shocked. Um, and be kind to people working. They don't, they don't want to be in the middle of that either. And they don't always have the answers and we're not paying people enough in minimum wage. So just be kind to people.
example, um, what else should we talk about? I think we should dive into, hmm, do we want to talk about what we've been watching? I feel like that's kind of something else that's been on our radar when we have our little at-home dates. We've been heavy into Bravo, as you know, I, I'm a huge Bravo fan. We teased them last time about our uh, appearance on Watch What Happens Live, which is slowly approaching. It's coming up on the 29th, if anyone wants to watch us be fans on Watch What Happens Live. Um, we went to New York, that was great. Real Housewives of Potomac premiered since we last spoke. Um, we're two episodes in. I'm loving this new season. I think all of those women are beautiful and supremely talented. The new cast member, I don't even remember her name. Might be Mia. I don't know what her name is. Not not living for her. Um, new York, a little disappointing. John kind of vaguely watches some of these housewives. It's more like background noise to him when he works. But... Um, some drama. There's some, there's some good drama. drama. Like the Housewives of New York just went to Salem, Massachusetts and got tattoos. And that season's kind of slow for me because the friendships, the longer the show's on, the more the friendships feel forced or the more that the new people come in and they feel like they're acting. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it doesn't go together. But I am excited to watch Orange County again. I stopped watching for a few years just because it felt, again, like too Poor much. Show. And sometimes, I don't know if you're like this when you watch, but you feel like the toxicity from a certain show and so you're like ugh, i don't need that um but i'm excited for heather dubrow to come back i think that that will make that show more interesting but should we talk about john's favorite show which if you did not know he and his mother are big brother fanatics why did you scoff when you said big because brother because i don't watch big brother <laughs> it's and that's one of these shows and i watch it with john it's like trash tv in the summer like it's there's trash. nothing else going on uh, so like, no, you let's like put, it. It's I not like a bad it. no, but show. It's not like I'm not watching it for like the cin cinematic quality. No, it's no, nobody's watching like, reality it's television. Summer, that. just fine. It's like it's you, fun. It's guaranteed three days a week. You get a show, hour piece. Three days a week. Yeah. If I had Housewives three times a week, and it's not like, show. and it's, <laughs> but like it's not like Housewives where these people like are friends and they go like they're, these guys are stuck in a house in Studio City. Yep, we've been to the outside of it. Mm -mm. <laughs> And they're in, like, in, they're playing games or, or, you know, mental games. You like the competition games. too, right? I like did. it's not just a reality show. Like they're competing in challenges to be like the head of household. If you've never watched the show, yeah. Explaining that right? Hmm. Okay, you go. Go ahead. I mean, I don't want to explain it for everyone, but the thing is, like, it's a lot of it's like a lot of personality. So it's not like this, like housewives. It's like, oh, there's eight of the same person. They have a lot of money and no problems. These people, he thinks every franchise is the same. <laughs> but when you look at Big Brother, you have, you know, older people. You have younger people. You have people of color. None of have... them really seem old, though. Yeah, there's one woman on the show. She's a phlebotomist. I can't say a phlebotomist. She, mm. she draws blood for a living. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she's old. No, but she's 42. Like, she's an old, like, 40. Oh, God, if we're saying 42 is old, but I'm for... going to pass away. <laughs> But uh, how often do you see, like, people watch The Challenge on MTV or they watch yeah, Survivor? Yeah, they're all the you know, same, you like, hot 40, model, yeah. yeah. You get you get cast on the show. Like, yeah. Casting directors reach out to you. These people apply because they've been fans for 10 years. Yeah. And they're the first to go, as we saw. <laughs> but it's it's a fun show. That it is a fun show. Kind of distracts you from the life. So you also have, so we play fantasy football. Shout out Cheese Sticks for the Table, the Walters and Hennessy's, and we've added Jonathan Weaver here and a couple other close friends. Um, but you have a fantasy pick for Big Brother, correct?
Jack? Yeah, so one of my friends that I went to, I interned with, he hooked me up on, with a fantasy Big Brother. Yeah. So you throw some money in, and then the grand prize is a grand. So I mean, oh, wow, enough people not? across the country are in this pool that the grand prize is a thousand dollars. So I, I pick for the season. Cool. Okay. And then you do uh, so you pick who you think's gonna win. That's worth so many points. And then each week you pick four house guests. Okay. And it's like a, a scale of points. So it's like if you get uh, if you win HOH, you get a certain amount of points. If the, if you get nominated, it's negative points, and if you get voted out, it's even more negative points. So there's wow. it's like a scale of of knowing. And uh, there's also live feeds for the show. So like if you yes. go to Paramount uh, Plus uh, or CBS on the app, you can pay to watch live streaming of these of the house guests. We don't pay for that, do we? Oh, we don't. <laughs> Me and my mom shared an account before. Too many streaming services nowadays, in my opinion. And I just feel like... People say cut the cord and they end up paying more money for apps. You're paying more money for apps. And not... I mean, I love the Netflixes and the Apple TV and the Disney, obviously, and the Hulu and the blah, blah, blah. But it's like, do I have to buy Discovery Plus so I can keep watching 90 Day Fiance? They teased this on the... What? (laughs) They gave me a teaser and now I'm like hooked on this show about... 90 Day Fiance people, like, paradise, paradise situations. <laughs> like, when when your guest became your baby mama, and it's like, I now have to watch that show, but I will not pay $3.99 for Discovery Plus. Like, how many of these are we, are they going to get away with? And I think that's where the Olympics are blowing it, because they should have made Peacock free for this month, yeah. at least, so people, you know. And, like, the biggest events, like when USA lost to France in basketball today, there's no video. It's, there's and, just and no And they did photos. it on the Premier Channel, so you had to pay the five bucks, like you said. Premier Channel, because they think that that's going to draw people in. And I understand the marketing execution behind that and the research and blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. I just, I think having viewership down from the opening games should have had them pivot on their Olympic plan. It's just weird to me, like, the industry talk as well. It's like, okay, so people wanted to cut the cord because we get, you pay for 120 channels, you only watch three. Yeah. I get that. I do. I really do. Yeah. But now you're paying for just your internet, which is like half the price of cable. Yeah. And a home phone if people have one still. And then you're having to pay, like you said, for apps. So let's say yeah. like Peacock or YouTube TV, like that adds up. Like I, I did the math just because we were talking about moving. Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. are moving, but we're, we are moving. we're talking about what we're, our plans are for our new house. And yeah. okay, let's, you know, price, price check here. So like I'm paying for Comcast. How much is that? Paying for Comcast internet plus YouTube TV plus whatever plus 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 yeah plus. It just keeps plus plus, plus and then you and then you're saving what oh five bucks it's like oh well but now we have our DVR set up and it records all the channel like I get it there's a lot of options out there but and then there's like an over saturation of channels too because you look at all the apps and you, you open up Netflix and you're like I'm just waiting for the intelligent person in Silicon Valley to come up with like a file folder of all the different pluses together and let me like shake and bake what I what I'm interested in watching it. And like, I get so many recommendations from people and then I'm like, well, what is that on? Is that on Hulu? Yeah. Is that on Netflix? And it's like, if I could just select certain shows of things that I already have and just like dump them into a need to watch, that would help me so much because I'm, that's how my brain's organized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a shopping cart, like shopping cart me all the things that I should want. Yeah. I, I like that. Imagine, well, this is only at Target, or this is only at Walmart. This mm-hmm. is only. We at talk about this Costco every time we shop at Target. Hit them with it. Hit them with what? Our idea. So, like, you could scan. We're giving all the free ideas today. You could scan an item and have this app that compares mm. it to Walmart, Target, and Amazon to see if you're getting the best price. Because, again, if you're like me, when I used to shop in person, 
I scan everything on the Target app and I compare it to Amazon. Yeah, I look for a coupon, but then I'm like, I look at my Amazon and I'm like, is that cheaper? Even though I'm trying to stay away from Amazon because they don't pay people a living wage. It's convenient. Well, we ship them to space. Ah, yep. That's a topic for another day. But it's just convenience, right? So if I could scan that and I could see a Target, Walmart, local business. Yeah, price comparison. Then maybe, you know. I it would change some of my spending habits, but I thought you thought of my other idea for Target. Oh, we have another idea. What my idea was uh, so like you know when you go to like TSA lines, oh the wait approximate wait time is ten minutes, fifteen yes. minutes. Yes. I say there should be an app where I can say, oh, the approximate like amount of people in Target is fifty people. Oh, so good. So then it's like it tells me how long I have to wait in line to check out. Or, Prior to COVID, that or, would be exactly, great. Or, like, yeah. I don't want to do a, a stock store because like a way to like judge if I should go or not. Yeah, I I think that's a great idea. Um, outside of that, what else fun did we do? I was on the Shanae and Gold yeah, This Jr. isn't the first show. time you've been in front of a mic. Oh my goodness, that was so fun. Um, Another show that you work on as a talent producer. I talent produce. I help with that. Kareem White is the lead talent producer on that show. He's a phenomenal human being. I love to work with him. Kareem the Dream, shout out. Um, but I went in to meet people at work because now, you know, things are slowly where we can go back to work and I got permission to go in and meet. Um, a couple people who I've only been emailing with and I went in and said hi and then we were talking about uh three in one shampoos, five in one shampoos. Shout out Will Middlebrooks for coming on that episode. Thank you so much. Um and we talked about the beautiful gray in your hair. Great. And how I would put some dye in your shampoo. And uh that was my debut on Shenangle Jr. It might be the first and the last. Check it out. We have spent so much time talking about the three-in-one hair yes. shampoo body wash products today. They're appropriate use. And we're sitting around here. And, man, God love her. It has been so fun having our friend Katie Hennessy here today here. She's been hanging out with us. She does a great job helping us get all sorts of awesome guests in here. She's back in Bristol for the first time in a while. But we were talking about this. And Katie mentioned that not only in her household, in her marital household, did the three-in-one shampoo get thrown out here. But, Katie, you have taken extra measures to ensure that your husband also is not graying early here. Can you explain to me the the warfare going on in your shower at home? Yeah, so the shared shower situation that couples go through, um, not only did that two-in-one have to go, uh, secretly, I started adding some hair dye to the brand new shampoo that I purchased for my oh husband. My She's just looking out. I, 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 I mean, honestly, that does that feels like love. Like <laughs> yes, it feels like a it's different kind love. of love. We're just leveling love. up, right? Like we're we're joining things together. We're getting rid of things we no longer need. The two and one's got to go and. You know, love a salt and pepper look, but let's keep it let's keep it a, a little more polished. Nothing wrong with that. But I mean, this is our second episode of Taste of Hennessy. I think we're just going to keep talking about things that we like and bringing people on. I have a couple people in mind, and we're going to try to get Amy on here soon. Um, my mom, I think, would be super interesting. So um, check it out. Tell us what you think. Leave us some feedback. What do you get at Trader Joe's? Do you get Store anxiety like me, um, how are you doing overall? Because I feel like a lot of us are coping with being alone in different ways or our life situations in different ways. Um, and we want to know. We're interested. We love our friends and family, and we want you to be part of that. So thanks for listening to Taste of Hennessy or Hennessy and Him or maybe Kin of Hennessy. I don't know. Would we, would we keep it? Yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let us know. <laughs>